Hello, everybody, and welcome to Over the Hump, the podcast that aims to provide you with a dose of midweek motivation to finish your week off strong. I'm your host, Christopher Morgan. Please feel free to call me Chris. And this is episode number 14, Getting to Know You, part two. In this episode, we have the opportunity to speak with Christopher Cowan, Digital Marketing Manager at Art & Science and our very own Executive Producer at Over the Hump. Chris has been an integral part of the team, making the necessary connections to our first guest appearances and providing counsel to the team as we grow our platform to include a wider audience. Join us as we learn a little bit more about Chris, what he does on the podcast, and what his aspirations are for the community in the future. And... Try not to get confused by the fact that we have the same name. Enjoy. All right. Welcome, everybody. So this is part two of Getting to Know You uh, with none other than Chris Cowan that I have here as my guest. So, Chris, welcome to the pod. I don't feel like a guest. I feel like I, I've seen all the furniture before. I've slept in the <laughs> Yeah, I woke up in the morning. And you were just kind of there, like on the couch. I was like, hey. Yeah. Like, my takeout is in your fridge right now. Yeah, like, like 100%. I, I, yeah, I've got some pad tie waiting for me. That's mine that I bought, but I store in your fridge. Yeah, like 100%. So I guess for, you know, for those of you that don't know, I know you've heard me reference the name a couple times. And also in the in the previous episode, I let everybody know that I was going to be speaking with Chris today. Um, Chris is obviously an integral part of the Over the Hump podcast. Uh, he brings great ideas. He brings structure. He brings challenges. He is the executive producer. So that is his his thing. Um, so I thought it would be great as an extension of getting everybody together and and allowing the audience to meet everybody. It, it's obviously we have to have Chris on. So um, Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Great. Um, I'm pretty sure I can summarize it in you know, 15 seconds or less. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I aspire to the title of executive producer. Um, but right now I, I feel like I'm a cheerleader. And, the, and that's, that's what's required. And, and, and somebody that just, uh, you know, brainstorms ideas back and forth with you. Um, we're not, none of us are our jobs, but I, I'm a digital marketing manager with a, an agency called Art and Science. That is far ranging. We, we, I do more than just performance marketing. I do a lot of entertainment stuff too. My background's creative. Um, very diverse background, but my, I fundamentally see myself as a creative person working in a different world, working with math, you know, wow. and, trying, and trying to make that work. Um, I think I most identify with creatives who have found themselves in the business environment yeah. and uh, are trying to make their way because I, I definitely see us creatives as fellow travelers who, you know, in Canada, there's not that many opportunities to fully explore a creative career, but mm-hmm. we, we make it our own. I think a lot of the time, and I think whenever I see somebody, for example, I'll get um, resumes from people. And if I see liberal arts institutions and, you know, a couple of creative things in their, in their uh, wheelhouse, I'll give them that's my bias. All right. I'm loving that. So Chris, why don't you let everybody know a little bit about how we actually got together to start working on this project together? Very suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just had her on. The, the, the real glue here is Julie Gauthier, my, my partner and, and crime and real advocate for podcasting and got me into podcasts because I'm not what you would describe as an early adopter of literally anything at all. And <laughs> so for about three years, I'm like, I don't want to hear about you doing podcasts, please. And then, but she, she pushed it and pushed it and wanted to start one. And then you were the one that had the actual energy to do it. 
and you let Julie know. And very soon after that, we were all together working on it. Really excited. Because yeah. I think, sorry, I, <laughs> I could stop talking, but I won't. They, the, the real juice I always thought that was missing was, was enthusiasm and energy and, and diligence, you know what I mean? Because I knew to create something, you have to, you have to do a lot of work. So I, I was dragging my heels, but I guess, you know, when you meet somebody such as yourself who's will, who has that dream and will, willing to put in the work after hours, then it was, that's the moment it became exciting. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, um, you know, what was cool about the entire, the, the entire thing, I guess, number one, the first thing to be said about Chris, for those of you that, that don't know him, I mean, the guy is ambitious and he knows what he wants and he kind of just like, you know, puts it out in the universe and then it happens. So the real story is, yes, you know, I started with a couple episodes and, and really allowed this to take on a life of its own. Um, and then I remember the first time that I spoke with Chris, he's just like, hey, so this is awesome. So I guess I'm going to be coming in as um, as the producer. And I was like, oh, I guess you are. <laughs> right? Like, um, my, my, my co-workers call that white guy confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah. That's my parking spot. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, and you were so convincing that I didn't even challenge it. I was just like, oh yeah, okay. Well, I guess yeah, hundred percent. You are. Um, but the real truth of the matter is, again, I mean, you bring such, um, you bring great ideas. You bring, you bring great challenges, and obviously, you know, both you and Julie are just a, a pleasure and a joy to work with. It's, um, I find the work energizing. And as we were going back and forth, I think what we had discovered is. Um, and I think this is just a good lesson for everybody in general that's listening to the pod. It's sometimes it's good not to overthink things. Like we had been talking about this, like we we're saying on the previous episode for quite some time. And then at some point, um, I just made the decision to commit to action, right? The reality is you could never improve upon something if you've never started it. So, you know, I decided, I was like, you know what? I may not have all the answers, but let's go ahead. Let's get this rolling. And I, I, I believe that through action, the path will reveal itself and that it totally did. And to be honest, um, you know, Chris was an integral part of some of those interviews that I've had introducing me to some fantastic people that just some had some great knowledge to give to everybody in the community, including myself. So, you know, when I say he's an integral part of this team, I, I truly mean it. That's amazing. I mean, Yes, uh, some of the conversations you've had have been pretty amazing. I mean, uh, we're familiar with some of the, the guests that you've had to go into it. I guess some of my background is with, with a company called Nitro Circus, in which you've had a couple of people on. Um, there's no reason in the world where I should be working with Nitro Circus or uh, because uh, culturally they're, they're from Utah and, and from Australia, that they're freestyle motocross and BMX. I don't know how to do either of those things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> What we know how to do is to, is to generate content. So... I really, my, my, my background in marketing started with a guy who was um, uh, an editor for Cracked Magazine and had a background in comedy writing. And he midwifed from me, like, to a pilot, comedy pilot and a horror screenplay. And I suppose I have enough respect for the artistic process to, when I look at this pod, I'm saying, okay, you need to have grit and you need to have structure. Uh -huh. That's, that's the sort, sort of my approach that I realize now it's really difficult to get work with something creatively. And the best way to do it is have a helper, have a friend and, you know, to bounce ideas off of you. You can't do it on your own. Yeah, hundred percent. And I agree. And, you know, and again, just having both you and Julie has just made the whole process so much easier. Now, before I do have some other questions about that, but uh, before we get into that, obviously the podcast, 
um, which is in every way evolving into something and we'll see what it turns into. Um, but it definitely started off in its inception being something where we decided that we wanted to talk in and around the subject of motivation. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, your relationship or your fascination with, uh, with the subject or at least how you view it? I think some of the special sauce I might bring, I haven't brought it yet, but I might bring the conversation is that, you know, uh, almost certainly you're, you're introducing tools, right? Uh-huh. That help people develop motivation. I don't believe I am a man who possesses tools for motivation at all. I, I, I've, always, I've had a diverse work experience and I think the strongest element of my, my work from a professional personality stems from the fact that I'm full of initiative. Uh-huh. I'm an anti-authoritarian. I, I'd rather be, leading success than you know keeping out of trouble i suppose uh-huh, uh-huh. you know doing the minimum right but that on that 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 environment hasn't always i haven't always worked in an environment that was conducive to that because uh-huh. you know it, 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 a change agent isn't always the most loved person at the, the office i've also <laughs> learned where that person can be kind of I, I you don't want to be that person either but on the other hand in some environments it's just easier to stay the same stay the course because your career is viewed in in, in pensionable terms maybe like mm-hmm. a 25 years. So like, I, I, I dealt with that for a number of years mm-hmm. and came into the private sector exploding with the need to just keep moving. And whenever I reached a certain level, I was always like, why am I not at that next one? So like uh, one of the things that influenced me the most, like uh, when I, first, I moved down to the States uh, a few years ago was uh, the Seattle Seahawks football team. Okay. The, uh, they had a, a kind of underdog level. Russell Wilson's not considered an underdog now, but he had a, like he was playing like really tough teams and he would turn around to his team and his phrase was, why not us? Because they were the good guys. You know, they weren't the aggressors. They didn't have the evil, evil coaches, you know, like a yeah. team that's associated with progressive causes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. This idea, why not us? Why not me? You know, why couldn't I have those things? So I, I the motivation doesn't necessarily come from a place of, let's just say, uh, relaxation or Zen. It comes mm-hmm. from a kind of come like a, Kind of an anxiety and a hypertension that, that <laughs> pushes me and makes me do different things and, and motivate me. Yeah, no, I think I think that's great because I know you and I were having a conversation offline, and you know the reality is is that. Um, you know, motivation leads to you getting some kind of result if you learn how to, I don't want to use the word weaponize, but I guess if you learn how to kind of use it as a tool or a vehicle to be able to get you to your objective. But that doesn't always have to be like fluffy or positive. And that's the reality of the situation, right? There are some some negative motivators out there. Sometimes it's fear, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's uh, the fear of, of being inadequate. And, you know, not to say that that's, that that's good or healthy, but I think, you know, in terms of gaining an objective, sometimes that um, I would say the the inspiration or the starting point of that motivation, I don't like to label as good or bad. I like to say, you know what, what is that force that's going to drive you to get there, right? And you can always look back in retrospect and say, you know what, it may have been a little bit scary, but I actually got there. Um, I think there's real... There's a realness to um, adversity in helping you to achieve something. And to be quite honest, Chris, I, I know we've talked about this before as well, too. I've actually left a job because for me, there wasn't enough adversity. And I know that sounds crazy, but for me, it was it was so interesting where I had a leader that everything was always okay. No matter how good or bad I was doing, 
um, everything was always okay. And it just put me in a place where I actually didn't even know if that person cared for me. Because I'm like, okay, well, what is it? Like, am I doing well? Am I not doing well? It's okay if I'm not doing well. You could tell me. I can use that to drive me, to propel me forward. But because that person never went there, um, I felt it best for me to just separate myself from that situation. And honestly, there was no looking back. And I'm in a very better place because of it. I think what scares me more is complacency. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here, right? And I think... If I could summarize it, I'd say certain people are born with a gizzard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, you swallow a stone and it comes out soon, right? Like, that's how we get there. We get there by the Sturm and Drang. By, uh, yeah, like, you need the Sturm and Drang just to, to feel alive, right? Like, yeah. if, there's no, if there's no way to level up, then what are you doing? I've, I've been in that situation in the past. I'm like, I shouldn't be the best at what I do here. But yes. I am. And that's that's problematic because I know I'm not that good. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, of course, you put yourself in the right situation. You come home and you're like, you're nervous, you're you're stressed out because everybody's so good yeah. around you and you're no longer a superstar. But, yeah, at no point are you a zen, right? Like at no point yeah. is that a chief zen. But like, I, I admire people who, for whom you could you held, hold up as an example and say, this is how you should work. Yeah. I'm definitely on the other side of the conversation. This is how I do work. This is, this is who I am. And I'm, I'm not sure I'm at the point where I figured out what if that's a positive thing, if I'm going to change as I get older. I don't know. Yeah, well, and I think at the end of the day, I think it's all about, you know, if it's getting you to where you need to go, I think you got to look at yourself uh, uh, obtaining that objective and then you work backwards from there just to see if all any of the sacrifice or any of that, that anxiety was was worth it. But um, yeah, no, that was a great way to sum it up. So now that we kind of talked about how you feel about the subject of motivation, why don't we go back and talk about the podcast now? So obviously you're a part of the team. You're an important part of the team. So, you know, just from you, um, what do you see as your vision for the podcast in the future? Loaded question. Yeah, it's a very loaded question. Mostly because I, I, I don't feel, and I don't want to be, like uh, at the full steering wheel of, of your vision. But rather, I think I, from the very get-go, I was like, I know how to make this work uh -huh. if, you, if you're in it. If you're all in, I know how to put the vertices on this, right? Uh -huh. And then, you know, and then see where I work my way in. Because like, what I'd like to do with you is that if we're having conversations about what's on your mind this week, I'd rather tease that out. And, and so that episodes aren't forced, you're doing exactly what you're passionate about talking about. And then all I'm doing is facilitating as much as possible. Now, we've talked about other pods, right? Like, it, it, like this isn't the only one. I think my answer would be slightly different, for example, if there was a pod with a theme that we would both be working on. But right now, I feel like this over the hump is you. And that if we can crystallize that, you know, and make it, you know, as people who listen to podcasts do, reliable enough to be found every Wednesday, you know, huh? and, uh, you know, topics that, that are immediately relevant to our lives, mm -hmm. then I'd be beyond happy. And then I want a, a major empire. And then <laughs> and I, want, I want Nick, whoever did the Coca-Cola commercial from the Don Draper to start advertising on your platform. That wouldn't be a bad thing, right? 
No, absolutely. And um, yeah, no, it's been great. And, you know, I'll just I'll say it again, because I think for all three of us, our, our little trio um, to start, because who knows how big the team will get? You know, it's, it's one of those things. It's taken on a life of itself. And there may be other people kind of like joining the team as well, too. Um, but I think we're all committed to just letting it be what it's going to be. And um, yeah, not um, not getting stuck in any one place. So at any point, we're letting the conversations and the dialogue drive what the essence of Over the Hump is going to be. So it's really going to be as big or as small as the community or the audience that's listening in wants it to be, honestly. I, I honestly, I, I tune in, tuned in to Anthony Bourdain. I tuned into, I like Bill Simmons, not everybody does, but... Uh-huh. Um, you know, there are people that I just buy into and go, I get it. I even get your limitations, not you, but I get, you know, who Anthony Bourdain is coming from because there's, he's the cookie cutter of a kind of aged punk, you know, who's become this great granddad, you know, uh-huh. type. And then, or, or just the insipid Bostonianness of, of Bill Simmons, the fact that he can't get sports out of his head, even when he's talking about Hollywood movies or, or cuisine. I like that. I find that endearing. You, you, you buy into the person, right? Yes. You buy into the, and that's the whole idea is that like, it, like I bought into you. I don't necessarily want to be too descriptive about where that goes. Yeah. Because, because I think there, there's a lot we could talk about. You know, we could just divot right now and talk about the movie Heat, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or, Can you yeah, imagine? The 13th, why Antonio Banderas' movie, The 13th Warrior, is really good. Yeah, and also for those of you out there that don't really know Chris, he has literally seen, watched, and heard everything. So most of the time in a conversation with Chris, when we're done or in the middle, I usually have to, you know, rely on Google just so I can kind of like keep up. So it's okay if anybody else out there is lost. I haven't seen most of this stuff, but, you know, we'll get there. That's that's another value add to the team. If right. I could pump myself in any way, like my brother, his speech for my wedding was to call me the Dossakis guy. <laughs> a bit oh, of a renaissance man. a little bit of cooking here a little bit of venture <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic all right man well i think it's time for some lightning round questions you good to go all right perfect so question number one mr chris the number one thing that you do in the morning to set your day up for success is I get a bump. No, I'm sorry. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting that, but I love no, that no, you no. said it. <laughs> well, I, instantly, I'm like, well, I, I got to go to my Starbucks. Like, I, all I thought was various levels of like, how do I get myself going? And this speaks to where, you know, to really what I was talking about before is to get myself pumped up. I, I have been known to go for a run, but not so much anymore. You know, I, what I do to motivate myself is just get myself caffeinated and ready to take on like, the fire hose that it is to be in digital marketing at an agency. Yep. Awesome. Love it. All right. Question number two, one word or thing that you would say helped you find success in your work or life? Perseverance, I guess. Oh, good one. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, nothing easy has been particularly rewarding, unfortunately, mm. because I, mm. I like to play video games on easy. Yeah, <laughs> my personality is to put all the cheat codes on and just try to enjoy the ride and, and, and the story. That's my video game behavior. But the reality is, is nothing easy has ever been particularly rewarding. 
and you know once you're done like the process of learning and, and mastering something it feels really good sucks all the way up to the point that it feels really good though yeah yeah but that's in essence what makes it worth it i completely agree all right question number three is a fill in the blank life isn't life if you're not like using cumin you know if you're not using cumin enough in your cuisine, you completely screwed up. Mexican food, Indian food, like that's a good answer, right? Because it also it webs out to another answer, which is that you have to find something to be good at that's not something that you get paid for. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's another thing with Chris. You know, he starts one way and then somehow just magically brings it. You know, he's definitely the man with the pixie dust. I'm like, how did you even do that? I had no idea that that was going to end up there, but I loved everything that you said. And I'm also a serious supporter of Cuban. So, like, let's do this. <laughs> All right. The last question is, uh, one habit that you would recommend to drop immediately that would improve the lives of others? One habit. If everybody on Dufferin Street in Toronto just let the other person go through just once just like if if it comes down to a two-lane thing and you say no go ahead if we all did that once life would fundamentally change for the positive so for, con for context every every city's got a street that sucks ours yeah. is different and and it is a slog to get through it and i always felt that if you can pay it forward once to a stranger and and just make that a policy we all do it we're all basically four-way stops life can improve immeasurably I absolutely love that. And you see, everybody, he did it again. <laughs> he took it. Yeah, man, he took us. He literally just took us down Dufferin Street all the way to the circle of life. This is Chris Cowan, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. <laughs> oh, man, Chris, as always, it's always good to talk to you, not just because we have the same name. Um, is because again, you you bring so much to just the podcast. You bring so much structure. You bring so much creativity, so much joy, and uh, we're definitely happy to have you as a part of the team. I'm definitely grateful. So thank you for coming out, my friend. 